Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Lee Harris, and here are today's top local stories. The migrants who are camped outside the Watson Hotel are demanding to be, and they were demanding to be let in. They've now gone elsewhere with a little help from the NYPD. As Samantha Liebman reports live from Hill's Kitchen this morning, Sam. And Lee, sanitation workers swept the remnants of a three-day migrant strike. Watson Hotel here on 57th Street to go to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal equipped with 1,000 cots. About two dozen finally did. Their complaint that conditions were bad there. I heard all of these complaints about no heat, no hot water, uh, no food. When I went there and saw that clean bath- bathrooms, uh, heat, warm, some people were wearing shorts and size. The mayor on Wednesday once again blaming outside agitators. Activist Yvette Falarka repeating claims the mayor denies. He's got a facility paid for by New York City tax dollars that's a detention facility. That's a place where ICE could easily go in, set up a table, and start processing people to deport them. Meanwhile, the city clearing the Watson to accommodate migrant families with children. Samantha Liepman, 1010 Winds on 92.3 FM, live in Hell's Kitchen. It appears the FBI has taken an interest in George Santos now. Navy veteran Richard Osthoff was contacted by agents who wanted to know about his accusations that Santos uh, Santos made off with $3,000 from a GoFundMe effort to save Osthoff's dog. Santos denied knowing Osthoff. Santos nemesis and Nassau County legislator Josh Lafazan. This is now an active FBI investigation, which means that we can deduce that an indictment is no longer a matter of if, but a matter of when. And therefore, Santos has what I call an emergency slush fund at his disposal, right? He's still taking in tens of thousands of dollars of donations. There was a protest outside Santos district office yesterday, representatives of various groups demanding his resignation. Santos says he will leave Congress if he isn't reelected. A 40-year-old man was standing outside Grace Funeral Chapel in Cypress Hills last night when somebody shot him. Tyrone Johnson died at Jamaica Hospital. He was attending a wake for his aunt when he apparently got into some kind of dispute. Cops are still looking for his killer. 1010 winds, AccuWeather. Mix of sun and clouds today. A bit of a breeze at times this afternoon. We'll have a high of 42. 30 degrees now, mostly clear. Humidity at 39. The winds are calm. 30. We're going up to 42. Mayor Adams' approval rating is underwater in a new poll, and it has a lot to do with crime, as Glenn Shuck reports from Midtown this morning. Underwater, not good, of course. It means Eric Adams' disapproval rating is more than people who like him. The new Quinnipiac numbers, 37% approval for his honor, 43% give him the thumbs down. For some reason, 20% had no opinion either way. We spoke with Quinnipiac's Tim Malloy, who says, even though crime is trending lower recently, New Yorkers don't feel safe. Clearly, if we had a first quarter or first half year coming up where the crime statistics went down, including petty crime, that would go a long way for him right now. He's got a lot on his plate. Now, in comparison, after a year in office, Bill de Blasio got a 49 percent job approval from Quinnipiac. Mike Bloomberg had 48 percent. Rudy Giuliani, 46 percent a year into his first term. Glenn Shock 1010 wins 92.3 FM in Midtown. 
Governor Hochul includes big bucks for the MTA in her proposed budget, but that doesn't necessarily mean you won't be paying more to ride mass transit in the future and more in taxes. As it stares down a $600 million budget hole, the MTA had been looking to Governor Hochul for a lifeline. Presenting her budget, she says she's here to help. We have to face the harsh reality of MTA's fiscal cliff. Hochul wants to increase payroll taxes downstate to bring in more MTA money. A portion of casino revenue, once they open, would also go to the agency. And for many, many New Yorkers, the MTA is the lifeblood. And if we don't invest in that, then we will not be looked upon favorably by future generations. Service cuts would be avoided, but fare increases would still be on the table this year. Danny Perlstein at the Riders Alliance calls this a good start. We are hopeful that through negotiation with legislative leaders that the governor is able to find additional funds to stop the fare hike and to improve service. Steve Burns, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. There's a lot of pushback on congestion pricing, and today mass transit advocates will push back against the pushback. Danny Perlstein of the Writers Alliance says there's a reason they're doing this on Groundhog Day. Movie goes, you know, you, you keep repeating yourself um, until you get it right. Congestion pricing is nearly baked. We are at the final stage of federal approval. We expect it soon. And we're out here to remind everybody around the region and in Washington that the subway needs fixing, that New York needs congestion pricing. There will be a rally at 11 o'clock this morning at the New York entrance to the GWB. There are bills pending in the City Council and the U.S. House of Representatives to stop congestion pricing. A 16-year-old has been arrested in the fatal shooting of a 15-year-old in what police believe was a gang-related hit in Brooklyn back in September. Police say Unique Smith was in McLaughlin Park when he was approached by another teenager and asked for his gang affiliation. A fight ensued and Smith was shot in the stomach. The suspect was arrested upstate. The NYPD is not saying where, so as not to compromise the investigation, and he's charged with murder. Fatal fire in East New York last night at 407 Montauk Avenue. A woman was taken to Brookdale Hospital in critical condition, but she couldn't be saved. There's no ID on her yet and no word on the cause of the fire in that three-story building. Now that he's called it a career, will Tom Brady be doing what so many former members of his profession do? That is, take a spot in the broadcast booth, as Mark Ernay is here to tell us. Could be, Mark. Well, Lee, he does have that 10-year, $375 million broadcasting contract with Fox signed last spring after coming out of his first retirement. And the hot rumors that Brady will make his debut on next weekend's Super Bowl working alongside Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, the guy he's in line to replace. Meantime, one of Burkhart's former partners, John Lynch, now the 49ers general manager, had his thoughts on Brady. You know, I got to compete against him as a player. I got to broadcast games as a broadcaster. And now to see that he's still going, it just blows my mind what, what he's done. Uh, it's unparalleled, and I think he's, he's one of the greats ever to do it. Adding he's got only respect, appreciation, and admiration for an unbelievable career. Mark Ernay, 1010 wins sports on 92.3 FM. Tomorrow, Hamlin's parents, Mario and Nina Hamlin, were honored guests at last night's American Heart Association Go Red for Women concert at Jazz at Lincoln Center. The event was aimed at increasing awareness of heart health and CPR, which played a major role in bringing their son back to life after he collapsed on the football field. Tomorrow, Hamlin made a video for the Heart Association in which he asked viewers to watch a short video to learn hands-only CPR. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.